0: Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Harvey Norman. Don Brock, round eight, teams are here, disaster to disaster. Um, (laughs) How's your team looking?
1: (laughs) Look, it's holding up all right Um, compared to a few others. uh, It could be a lot better, a couple of big injuries on the weekend again. Uh, Mitchell Moses is a tough one, Corey Horsburgh is another one. Uh, Lots of people are missing Tedesco and the like also, so a few big names back this week. If you're still missing more head scratches uh, for our trades this week,
0: bit of news off the top. Not sure whether to call them Harvey Norman or Santa Claus because they've brought us a couple <laughs> of bonus trades, Don Brock.
1: Yeah. Happy day. So um, there have been a lot of calls I've seen for this in the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, a couple of extra trades this week by the sound of things. So um Uh, two more for the totals for everybody and i believe two more will be added this week you can make up the four trades so yeah it's a it's a bonanza if you've been hit by trades it's um, good even if you haven't you can start planning for um for long term get some more cashes in or get some more keepers in faster than usual or just hold a couple extra trades back for finals time in your head to head league so win for everybody i think
0: good news for everyone and i can confirm that it's not happening just because my team is so fundamentally broken (laughs) i'm almost out of trades i wish i had that power but i do not anyway on to the team lists thursday night it kicks off the storm and the roosters absolute blockbuster storm sadly we're missing at cameron munster um it's bad news for uh i guess just the um the size of the occasion because it's two heavyweight teams and he's one of the best players mm-hmm. in the comp, but also bad news for a lot of fantasy coaches.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's been really good coming months to this year. Um, there were thoughts after he went down, whether they would, um, you know, finally move Cameron Smith to halfback perhaps this week. He did play basically as an acting halfback uh, when Munster went down during that game and played quite well. But they haven't. They've uh, resisted that. They're sticking with um, Riley Jacks in the halves at this stage. Cooper Johns' chance of coming into the halves as well. He's in the reserves. Um, but I imagine they keep it simple and play Jacks uh, at uh, at six. Um, yeah, Munster going down in that game didn't hurt the Storm too much against the Warriors. They ran wild. Um, Pappenhausen finally had his finally. big school we've been waiting for for, for weeks and weeks. has got 87. Uh, if anything, Munster not being there kind of means Pappenhausen you know, takes a step up in the pecking order in terms of his role in their attack. He um, he uh, gets probably more chances to run the ball, but then again, they were routing the Warriors. He may have got a lot of scoring chances regardless. So, anyway, good good news if you've got Pappenhausen, uh, his average looks quite good now for fullback, so he's a hold for the foreseeable future. Um, Cameron Smith was great again, was always. Uh, Paul Mavrovirovski Mar- got a couple of tries his first game as a Storm.
0: He was the player. most expensive center in fantasy. Might almost still be the most expensive center in fantasy just from his he's probably is. Price. Would have gone up, yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably not a buy for uh, for that reason. Uh, yeah, he is. Bomborowski and then Bronson Sherry. So, um, wow. A good year for the top priced centers. I <laughs> um, actually spoke to Pappenhausen after this game and just asked him about his attack. And obviously, like you said, it was weaker opposition, which. Um, he wasn't going to say, but he did mention uh, didn't focus so much on sort of playing through the middle and, and focused his attack a bit more on the edges, which seemed to pay dividends. Um, obviously, a huge step up in class for the Roosters this week, but I think their draw gets a bit gentler after that. So hopefully, if he can hang around yeah. those edges and get a few more breaks, his um, score scores and price uh, may be trending upwards. Um, Roosters, they are unstoppable. It just does not matter who plays and who gets injured. They were missing Mm. Tedesco already last week and then lost two important players to season-ending ACL injuries and still, um, despite a bit of a scare, came home way too strong for the Dragons. They get Tedesco back this week. Um, A lot of eyeballs on Nat Butcher, who's named at lock with Victor Adley out for the season. Um, Cole Flanagan putting in scarcely believable levels of scoring with a lot of attacking stats. Um, They're probably the main ones, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, Nat Butcher, I guess, is the talking point in terms of coming in for Radley. Um, it's not like Radley was a massive fantasy scorer in the first place, but Butcher's got a bit of pedigree. He was um, a gun in the younger, in the uh, junior ranks, um, in the under-20s, scored a lot of points. Um, His points per minute's really good this year, coming off the bench. Yeah, so if he comes in and starts hitting 50s, is pretty cheap 500 grand i think five hundred six thousand. um it just depends i'm not sure if he's you know absolutely locked in in that number 13 jersey for the rest of the season necessarily
0: well what happens when isaac lose back in a couple of weeks from that broken exactly one question exactly
1: and they can easily i mean they've already moved players around and mm. rest the players and shuffled things they, they don't mind trying a few things and seeing what works the roosters and they can probably win with whatever combination of players they pick so yeah, uh, the job security and the and the scoring. I guess security isn't absolutely guaranteed, but if you want to gamble on a pretty, you know, at least solid option, he's not going to lose your money at this point, that Butcher. I just don't know if he's quite a keeper or cash cow just yet.
0: Plus, have a break in 54 after three pretty low-minute games. So, certainly yeah. no rush to bring him in. Um, yep. yeah. <laughs> Friday evening game, the Raiders up against the Dragons. Um, Raiders, a late comeback against the Eels last week and then got done in Golden Point. Uh, Ricky Stewart seems to have lost patience with underperforming centre Curtis Scott, who is back to the bench. Uh, Jordan Rupp out for a couple of weeks. I think it was calf injury, they said. Um, Simonson and Oldfield both start in the back line. Um, Corey Horsburgh, I think you mentioned at the top out for either the season or most of the season with a, um, a broken foot that required surgery. Joe Tarpany back from his uh, knee injury at lock.
1: Yeah, so quite a few changes there for Canberra. Things aren't necessarily going their way at the moment. Um, yeah, Tarpany back uh, at lock is a boost for those who have him. Hudson Young played uh, in the second row and got about 50 um, in an extra time game last week. I think there might be a few questions about him. Um, he's still fairly affordable if he holds that spot for a while. I assume he's holding it until John Bateman comes back, but that could be some while off at this point as well. So, yeah, yeah, possible, possible mid-range moneymaker Hudson Young, if he doesn't get suspended again.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. If you can just keep those fingertips out of other people's <laughs> eyeballs, you should be safe. What well, was it, 53 in close to 90 minutes last week? To yeah, I think,
1: so- I think they played the
0: full 90, yeah. It did uh, take all of Golden Point to get him up to the um, the half century, but a, um, a decent score. And if he keeps getting 80, uh, he might be handy. Uh, they take on the Dragons, who weren't too bad. Um, they're actually in front against the injury hit Roosters for a while and mm. then um, made life really hard for themselves with... Um, Errors and six-agains and such forth in that final 20 as the, the Roosters skipped away. Uh, Fantasy-wise, uh, McInnes keeps on producing their goods. Tyrell Formayano sort of hit his stride after a... Um, I think it was his first game as the starting second or a few weeks ago it was pretty bad score-wise, but he's gone a little bit better. Um, Adam Clune is turning into a bit of a dud cash cow, unfortunately, but Zach Lomax, borderline keeper, scores in the centres.
1: Yeah, Klune's scores are going backwards at this point. Um, yeah, Lomax, is, I guess, is a good news story, and McInnes is the other one. McInnes is the, the top scoring fantasy player at the moment. I think he's edging Payne Haas at the top of the leaderboard in terms of averages. So um, those two are going great. Paul Vaughan's being really solid up front, and I'm not sure if there's anyone else really in the dragon side you want to be bringing in at this point anyway
0: that would just about do it. Um, Friday night game, the Eels up against the Cowboys, two teams coming off a win. Um, Eels, they do lose Mitch Moses, um, as do many fantasy coaches. Sounds like it's not too bad, maybe a little bit of a re-aggravation of his calf issue that he had during the COVID break. Jay Field, the former Dragons speedster, mm. is the new man in the number seven. I thought it might be the veteran uh, Will Smith, who's pretty familiar with their structures, can play halves or Hooker. Um, they could have moved Brad Takarangi to 5'8". If they wanted Dylan Brown to run the show, they could have brought in new recruit Jordan Rankin. But um, Jay Field is the man who gets the gig, um, notable for his pace, um, had some nice touches back in their final trial match that I was at against uh, South at Wentworthville, but hasn't had a lot of footy recently. And with Mitch Moses, only two to three weeks is it much of a fantasy factor, but there's a couple of other guys hitting some big scores.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Ryan Madison, I guess tops that. Mm. He's piling on these, uh, these eighties recently. Um, yeah, field, we're just on field for a moment. If, if yeah, as you say, if Moses was out for four to six weeks or something, or, or guaranteed six weeks, then field would look like a very good uh, cash cow option. He's 246K, I think. Correct. Uh, which is very cheap. But, um, yeah, if Moses is back after two weeks, then field will
0: disappear again. So, he's uh, he's no
1: go. I think Moses is a hold. You holding him
0: I. To your side? Yeah, I'm so many other players who aren't playing. I may as well hold him, <laughs> selling Hallsbury this week and someone else. I've still got Ellie Katoa; it's flies everywhere. But yeah, I think Moses a hold yeah. if he's only two or three weeks. His price is dropping, but if you're keeping him for the season, it doesn't matter. He'll get it back. They still have a reasonably attractive um, draw. The Eels.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess for that reason, he's one to watch as well. If you don't have him already, give it a month and see what his price is looking like, and you might be able to get him, pick him up on the uh, on the cheap.
0: Absolutely. They take on the Cowboys, um, who were sensational in that first half against Newcastle. I don't know where that's been all season. Um, Coach Paul Green probably wondering the same thing. Um, the Hammer, unfortunately, um, despite scoring a try, still not much of a score. Um, Tamalolo putting up consistent numbers rather than sort of explosive numbers. Um, Drink Water was going ordinary and then got Sinbind at the end, so... Um, Getting rid of him this week. Um, any other fantasy talking points in that lineup?
1: Uh, Val Holmes looming in the reserves this week. Um, yeah. uh, I think they're going to, I heard he's going to get until Thursday to try to prove his fitness. I think it's probably a pretty good chance of coming into the side this week um, on Friday night. So, yeah, that would mean what do we think? The hammer drops out or moves to the wing? Who knows?
0: Well, I mean, Tom Oliczek the d- hasn't been sighted in forever and he, um... Came back. He had some dusty moments, then a couple of good moments as well. Um, yeah. So I don't know if he keeps his spot ahead of or, or O'Neill. Both keep their spots ahead of the hammer.
1: I guess they, you know, it depends how much they, um, they weigh last week's performance. You know, really good all-round pe- or, or team performance against Newcastle. Maybe they, a few players keep their spots, but um, yeah, hopefully for us who snapped up the hammer, perhaps a little early, he does stick around and hold the spot in the wing and get a few tries. Mm. But anyway, Val Holmes on the way back for those who have been holding him.
0: That is correct. Um, Saturday afternoon footy kicks off with the Titans and the Sharks at SeaBus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. Uh, Titans, quite impressive last week against um, the struggling Broncos. They've lost Dale Copley for I think four to six weeks, some kind of oblique injury, abdominal strain, I think. Um, Peach to the center's Cardi back on the bench. Um, Mo Awaker has been a revelation. Um, dented a little bit by that Sinbin last week, but still a, a half-decent score. Um, Jamal Fogarty making some good cash. I had a choice between him and Kloon and chose Pauly. <laughs> um, any other talking points?
1: Damon Jollifid, I don't know if you mentioned him. Um, yeah. Also making good money, starting in the front row uh, with Waker at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're the big ones. Um, Fodawaker, 48, with a Sinbin, still a pretty Good score for a front rower, so I wouldn't be too spooked by that. Um, that's basically it. I don't know if there's any real buys, but those of you, if you well, Fodoweka I think is still a buy at this point. But yeah, um, yeah, those with Fogarty are absolutely laughing at the moment.
0: Yeah, don't rub it in. The Sharks. Um- <laughs> A bit like the Cowboys, very impressive. Um, Coach, be wondering where that sort of performance was. Admittedly, Manly missing some key players last week, but they'll be looking for back-to-back wins against the Titans this week. Um, No changes, although this uh, Fafita, hamlin Urelli switcheroo deal is still happening for some reason. Um, Sean Johnson, despite setting up a couple of tries, didn't actually Mm. score that heavily after back-to-back 70s, but is still probably... 48, I think. Yeah, in the 40s, but yeah, nothing explosive like the 70s he got before that, but um, still probably a potential option for anyone who does need to sell Mitch Moses or or an option in the halves and can't afford Nathan Cleary. Um, Blake Braley, long after most people lost Mm. patience and sold him, uh, finally put in the the sort of score we were hoping for earlier in the season. Uh, Fantasy-wise, that's probably about it. Toby Rudolph very close to a sell after some uh, pretty mediocre scores.
1: Getting there, yeah. So, 25 on the weekend. His break evens in the low 30s. His average is still higher than that. So, I don't think you need to sell him this week. A lot of people probably will. Um, He's certainly got some more 40s in him, I'm sure. Um, But, yeah, as you say, that's about it. Braley's price is still ticking along a little for those who have kept him this long. Best score of the year so far.
0: Yeah. Good job, Blake. Um, Friday (laughs) afternoon, footy, the Warriors and the Broncos. Warriors hoping... um, and by the time you listen to this podcast, you may already know the outcome of the Roger Shek judiciary appearance. He's fighting a, um, a shoulder charge citation, faces a week out either way, but has been named, um, finally got their full strength wing pairing on the park. Um, Fusatura and Mamalo, both names, a whole bunch of switcheroos. They've lost Pouasa Farmasili, who's returned to the Roosters, but picked up a lone player in Jack Hetherington from the Panthers who makes his club debut. Off the bench, um, Tohu Harris pumping out some really nice scores. Um, Wade Egan back from suspension for those who still have him. Uh, is that about the size of it?
1: I think so, yeah. Tohu Harris, um, the interesting one. So 76 in the weekend. His average is now 60, which is excellent, obviously. He's not in many teams at all. Mm. He's cheaper than the real big guns, Madison, Tom Lolo, this kind of guy. So he's still a, a pretty good option in the back row if he keeps this up. Um, you know, he's going to be doing a lot of defending if the results keep going the way they did last week. So. It should be pretty safe. And RTS, if he does um, get cleared of the judiciary, he's a lot cheaper than he was at the start of the season. Um, I think his score was all right on the weekend. But as we've said last week, he's just not getting yeah. any attacking stats. So. He's
0: running huge metres, but the busts and all, like the, the assists and the tries that we associate with him just haven't happened. There's potentially a, you know, a, a score run coming, but the way the Warriors are going, you wouldn't be banking on it. Yep. Agreed. Um. Another team not going too great. The Broncos, five straight losses now. Just drama after drama at Red Hill. Um, They have dropped Corey Oates, um, who I don't think... That'll fix it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a few other guys who potentially could have been dropped have not been so far. Um, Matt Lodge named despite a knee injury. Carrigan back from suspension to replace another guy who's now suspended in Joe Offengawi. Discipline seems to be something of an issue for the Broncos at the moment. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to getting Carrigan back. I could have used him last week. Um Tessie Niu ended up getting subbed for Izako at the end of the game last week. That won't be happening this week, looking at the um, the bench that they've picked. Uh, still hmm. mid-price, potentially a cash-down option?
1: Yeah, um, this week and probably next week as well, I think he's break-even still in the 30s, so even if he has an okay game, his price won't move far, if at all, so... Um, yeah, are we are we guessing he's going to stick around? And who knows, really, with this progress team at this, who at this point? Who knows?
0: He is very young yeah. and inexperienced. If he, um, you know, obviously I know he threw that intercept to Anthony Dom, but he um, seems to have a bit of spark and he was trying things as every chance he gets a you know six or eight week run to to do his best. And then you know, yeah. as happens with sort of teenagers coming in for their first NRL start, the, the coach often drops them back down or there's no reserve grade to play, but drops them out of the NRL just to to rest them back up a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So see what happens. I guess if you get him, you're really doing it to free up the money, and any points he gives you is kind of a bonus. So yeah, certainly an option there. Uh, Only available at center at the moment, but could get dual position later on. Uh, Payne Haas still going round twelve. Yeah, after round twelve. So in the meantime, Payne Haas is pretty much it, and Pat Carrigan with his fifties every week.
0: Not a fan of Payne Haas playing less than eighty minutes.
1: Yeah, why yeah?
0: Not happy. Um, Any other week, please. Exactly. Tigers and Panthers, Battle of the West. Looking forward to this one at Bankwest Stadium on Saturday night. Um, Tigers looking a little bit better um, in recent weeks. Uh, no changes? No changes. No changes. Um, Tommy Tillow, a couple of tries. Would have hoped for more than 44 if I'd known he was going to mm. score two tries. I was hoping for about 40 without the tries, given he sort of did that purely on tackle yeah. bus and meters in his previous game. But nevertheless, probably the um, the cash cam of the week.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we were hoping for that. The, the tries certainly, certainly helped. Um, they weren't, you know, spectacular. I mean, one of them was, but they're pretty much catch and score kind of tries. So he didn't get a lot of bus um, in those, but he did get maybe two or three for the game. Uh, which is nice. Nothaluma on the other wing is um, scoring 55 points a game. He's been sensational. Um, he's always up there in terms of tackle breaks, you know, in terms of the best players in the season, uh, getting a lot of metres as well, got some tries, got an assist. Uh, he's not cheap, but if you want a winger as one of your elite back three, then he's the option. Um, yeah, Talao, I guess still this week, is probably one of the best cash cows. Seems pretty safe for the rest of the season um harry grant looks like he's another pain house just instant fantasy superstar and will stick around for ages
0: gone from being a um, a cash cow to close to the best player not only his position, but almost in fantasy, just pumping out some obscene scores. Um, they take on the Panthers, who probably should have won by more against uh, South last week. Mansour back after managing a uh, ongoing knee issue in place of Brent Naden. Nathan Cleary just absolutely ruined me in uh, a few head-to-heads <laughs> last week. Uh, probably should have still been in hospital with his infected face thing, but uh, instead um, busted six tackles and kicked 600 metres and scored a try and scored 90-plus feet fantasy
1: points. Mm. Yeah, monster game. Uh, it's the kind of thing where his price is getting really high now, but you still feel like you can't afford to not have him in your team because he's going to get these massive scores fairly regularly. And even his, I was going to say, even his quiet games aren't that quiet, but he did get a 25 or something a few weeks ago. But you're going to expect him
0: against the Eels with oh, okay. like eight missed tackles.
1: Yeah. Um, you do expect him to get, you know, a lot of kick meters. And then pretty solid numbers for tackles and run metres, and yeah. goals, etc. So, yeah, he looks like being the uh, the top half this season unless things change dramatically. So get him into your team if you can. Um, otherwise, the cash cows are doing pretty well. Louis still going, got a forty. Stephen growing got a forty. Yeah, um, Isaiah, Isaiah Yo still still a buy. I think in the back row. If you haven't got him and want one.
0: Certainly putting up keeper-level scores. He's probably just about topped out price-wise, so you're just paying a premium for a premium score at this point. Um, Sunday afternoon, footy to Eagles and the Knights. Um, Manly, it's going to be a struggle given their injury list. They do get Moses Suley back. A little bit surprised that Brendan Elliott is the man dropped. Ruben Garrick's thought mm. fullback, caught out of position a few times uh, against Cronulla. It'll be interesting to see um, what difference uh, a week makes for them. Uh, Marty to power listed to start after coming back from his uh, was it a dislocated thumb, something like that Um, via the bench last week. Still has a high break even if you're eyeing him off as a uh, potential recruit. Um, Not great scores just given the nature of the game against Cronulla. DCE was a bit down as well.
1: Yeah. Even his tackle counts were down. So they didn't run it in, in defense or his side of mm. defensive line much. So I think it's a little bit of a one-off, even though yeah, uh, it, his score went went down in a loss, which kind of makes sense. But I think um, he should be pretty consistent with 50s regardless of the result most weeks. Um yeah, to Power I think is probably the most interesting one now in this team. Um his price is on the way down, as you said. Um it's him and uh, Luke Thompson at the Bulldogs in terms of kind of cut price potential keeper front rowers in the next few weeks. Um, Thompson might play this week, probably more likely in the next few weeks, but he costs 550K um, to powers going down towards 600K and he's been an established keeper in the past. Um, He's not a really top end, you know, 60, 65 point player, but Mm. in terms of someone who can get you 55 points a week or at least 50, he's, he's going to be good value pretty soon
0: hasn't i was looking he hasn't played 50 minutes yet this year he's had some scores in the 50s and one in the 60s so his ppm is great but he's not getting uh he can play 60 minutes
1: absolutely last year was pretty similar his minutes went down on Mm. his previous years but his scores were still 50 55 a game um yeah he could be elite if they gave him 60 65 minutes but regardless he still scores well for the game time he gets
0: Anyway, if you can get a mid-50 score at a mid-40s price, that might be a Absolutely. Um, pretty sweet move by uh, the way things are going this year. Uh, Knights will be looking for a hit back after a uh, disappointing outing against the Cowboys. Bradman Best back after his um, little faux pas landed him in quarantine for a week. Shibasaki, the man to drop out. Glasby, uh, rest or managed after that. HIA, SASA starts to a lock solo up on the bench. Um uh, a few down scores with the nature of the game, but Kurt Mann just keeps producing. Um, Ponga was on almost negatives at half time and then came mm. good in the, the second half. Um, but yeah, some of their forwards, I think Mataudi has still got another 50 dual position for anyone who snapped yeah. down, a discount last week would have been handy.
1: Yeah, is looking good. There were a few um, queries about his job security, perhaps, and he's had. Concussions in the past, but um, yeah, if he sticks around as he is at the moment, getting 40s and 50s, that's rock solid uh, in the centres. Kurt Mann got another try, I think, and it's just been great this year. Um, I'm not sure if he's a buy, but if you've got him mm. as a close to borderline keeper half, probably just below that um, that bracket, he's, he's been scoring great for his price. Uh, Andrew McCulloch hasn't quite matched his scores from the first couple of games he played for the Knights. When he had huge tackle meters, tackle numbers. Um, But getting 50 ish, 55 is kind of typical for McCulloch's, a rock solid at at least.
0: McCulloch things. His score is basically his tackle count uh, most weeks. Final game of the round, the Bulldogs and the Rabbitohs. Lots of changes for the Dogs. Hoppawadi out for 6 to 8 uh, I think he's getting surgery on that syndesmosis injury. Um, annoying for anyone who brought him in recently. Uh, Watanis Lesniak shifts to fullback. Whole new three-quarter line. Um, Holland has dropped to the bench. Avrilo is out after that head knock last week. Um, and obviously a poor score as well um, in that game. Uh, Montoya and Crichton and menial all return. Um A lot of eyeballs on Luke Thompson, who I believe today, as in Tuesday, got through his first training session at the club. He's been extended reserves. I'd be surprised if they rush him into the 17 straight away without giving him a bit more time. He's obviously had two weeks in hotel quarantine after moving from England, and then uh, it looks like a a road trip up from Melbourne to Sydney when he got here, because he was posting his holiday pics on social media. (laughs) But yeah, probably not one to rush in yet unless you're keen to snap him up in draft, I would say.
1: Yeah, exactly. And when he does come back, you know, who knows? He might come off the bench and have maybe half an hour of his 1st NRL inter-game or something and then gradually get yeah. his minutes increase. You know, we're guessing here, who knows? But um, yeah, one to keep an eye on. If he does, you know, he's a pretty good price for a for a potential keeper front rower. he's a star his stats weren't amazing in the super league but the nrl is faster paced especially this year with you know the counts and everything going up so it could be a gun but yeah wait and see how he goes first i think before before rushing him in i mean they do play sunday so it's pretty hard to bring him in this this week with any yeah. uh, guarantee in, in classic anyway
0: Absolutely, they take on the bunnies, who were pretty disappointing. Um, very ordinary score for Latrell Mitchell after a few boomers. Right after a lot of people brought him in, I think four errors and then sin bin towards the end of the game. Um, Cook got a decent score. Um, I don't know, is not a lot fantasy-wise going on at the moment.
1: Yeah, Cook got his you know usual kind of sixty. Cameron Murray got a score in the fifties. Um, he hasn't been outstanding, but getting those fifties, you know, he's playing. Uh, at lock, um, yeah, Latrell Mitchell. I mean, who knows? It, it seems like he's going to score well against the weaker teams, and maybe poorer, poorer in the tough games or in the losses for South. But then again, he got 60 mm. yard against the Storm, so yeah, he can score well against anyone. I think he should. Well, he should score more than 18 against the Bulldogs at the very least. So. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Certainly, we said last be.
0: week he's going to get a few quiet scores in between those big yeah. games.
1: Yeah, so, don't panic trade him out or anything just yet. That's my, my advice on the trial.
0: Sure. That's all the teams. Let's take some questions, of which there are quite a few. Um, we will start off with Cano, who is looking at uh, Hetherington on that loan deal to the Warriors as a possible cash out for someone like Toby Rudolph. Um, what do we think about Hetherington On the bench isn't probably ideal. He is a bit of a worker, but it's uh, short term and risky.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Bench minutes are a lottery, um, and these kind of loan guys—you know—we don't know how long he's going to be there, and then if he goes back to Penrith, what his he's, he's future holds. So, yeah, it seems a very risky option to me. I don't know if you got any more confidence than than that.
0: Uh, no, I would avoid him. Kaya Snell is looking at a, a replacement to second rower. Um, given the injuries to the incumbents, what do we think about Nat Butcher versus Hudson Young?
1: Yeah, it's a funny one. So when earlier on, I was very much thinking Nat Butcher would be a great buy, but looking at his numbers, he's played a few games at lock. I think three at, at, at row level. One, he got 70 in about 70 minutes. The other two were uh, scores in the mid-40s, which are okay, but not great. You pretty much want 50s for him. He's he's pretty affordable, but he's not super cheap. So if he just gives you 45 points a game, you've kind of got stuck with a mid-range guy. who's not going to make you much money. So And Roosters' middles don't tend to necessarily get huge scores. You know, defensively, they probably don't have to take, make as many tackles as other teams because they're scoring a lot of tries. So I'm not sure. I think he's got a break even in the 50s anyway this week, Butcher. So he it's probably yeah. wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Hudson Young's more of a cash cow. He's cheaper, I believe. About 40 grand uh,
0: cheaper, 465. Yeah. Lower break even. Yeah. 26, I think, break even. or Yeah.
1: Place? Lower break even. And he's not going to have the spot for the whole season, assuming John Bateman comes back. So the sooner the better if you are going to get him, I guess. And mm. try to, uh, I think he's projected if he gets mid 40s to make. I think 90 grand in the next three weeks. And ideally that keeps going and get 150 grand or something out of him and mm. trade him out. So yeah, not, not the worst, um, by Hudson Young, as we've mentioned, his judiciary record is really bad. So if he does anything, he's going to get in trouble. Probably mm. job security, I guess is good. I don't know yeah, if it was, okay. if it was, yeah, if it was cheaper, I'd be really interested, but as it is, he probably will. He'll make some money. He'll make a bit of money. He, yeah. might, he might make, 150, 200, not sure.
0: Yep. Um, Where's it gone? Uh, Matthew Tabat was the next cow off the rank. Best replacements for Mitch Moses, barring at Cleary and DCE. Uh, Are
1: we into Flanagan? Sean Johnson, Mitchell Pearce territory after those two.
0: They would certainly be the next three I'd be talking about. I still, I'm such a Sean Johnson apologist. He he would be my pick. I know he only got was it 48s, not even bad. Um, Mm. Yeah, he'd be my pick out of the uh, the next few. But Coughlanigan's numbers they're very. I think three tries and at least that many try assists in the last few weeks and a lot of goals. 18 points just in. Conversions against uh, the Broncos. Um, he's taking quite a bit of the kicking. He's getting reliable points from 10 yeah. metres because Luke Keary's not really much of a, a long kicker. So that's uh, that's something in his favour.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this stage, the way the Roosters are playing, I wouldn't be surprised if his scores continue all year.
0: Yep. Um, but yeah, but very similar really between Flanagan and, and Johnson. Um, and P is probably a, a step behind um, yep. those guys. Uh, Daniel Richardson is having a look at Raymond Fitala Mariner, given he's now an 80-minute back rower, and uh, Luciano Lillua has peaked in value. Um, I kind of get it, but I think it's not probably worth not worthwhile.
1: Yeah, I agree. The same question came up last week, and that's what, that was my thoughts then. Not super cheap, not a guaranteed keeper. When you look at what the keepers are doing in the back row this year, it's scoring 55 and up, Um there's changes to come in that forward pack as well. So, yeah, probably a no for me, even though I can see why some people are interested.
0: He did get 55 last week, but I'm not sure that's what we can expect moving forward. Um, and he's yeah. pretty much back to this price that he started the season at um, at this point. Um, Luke Dalgerty is looking at bringing Kurt Mann in for Mitchell Moses, which then allows a Jerome Luai to James Tedesco trade. I don't hate
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've got Kurt Man in my team. Um, he's been a great buy. I'm still not sure he's a keeper. I mean, it might be if, if trades run out, but he's, you know, you just mentioned three um, halves that are behind Cleary and DCE, and then Mann would be behind all those guys, I would say, in terms of likely scores for the season. So if you bring him in, it's not as a, as a cash cow because he's made pretty much all his cash already, and mm. he's not an elite keeper, so yeah I'd, I'd be a bit hesitant about bringing in kurt mann at this point
0: i like the lowe to teddy part but maybe there's a better that's a great yeah it's a very good trade um tyrone debase god uh, nathan cleary's pumping out massive scores looks like the best half in fantasy now's the time to get him planning to hold moses um the idea of starting Fogarty and lawyer halves isn't so appealing i guess it depends on your requirements if you're um struggling to make the eight in your head-to-head league and need to pick up some wins or you're playing for overall, then yeah, you don't want too long of Fogarty and Luai in the halves.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's short-term, and, and it really doesn't matter what your team looks like if it gets the job done. So Fogarty's getting 40s. Luai, you probably don't want to keep in your top 17 for long if you don't have to because he's been pretty erratic. But if it's for a few weeks and you can free up money other places to... um to use on a Nathan Cleary signing in the next couple of weeks, then then I think it's okay. It's, it's the benefit of the uh, open benches. You can have as many different positions as you want and trade, you know, a cashed out, like a, a peaked cash cow of any position for the star half you want to get in a few weeks. Mm.
0: Bearing in um, mind all these uh, questions came in, not knowing that we had four trades this week. So that may help free up a, uh, a few people. That's a very good point. Well. Um, so I guess with all these, add the filter that it's uh, it's 100% confirmed. We do have four trades this week into extra for the season. So if that um, helps your decisions, um, run with it. Uh, the second part of that two-parter from Tyrone was looking at cashing out um, Katoa, Elias Katoa. I assume that is who's the better option out of Tessie New and Tommy Talau. I would probably say Talau certainly if you need a scorer. Um, Probably new only if you really need as much cash as possible, and the um, score in your seventeen is, is important.
1: Yeah, I think to allow. Um, yeah, as you say, he'll give you uh, better scores. Probably, he, he will probably, I think, make more money in the long run as well. If you're thinking about getting a, a cash yeah. for and you're going to sell later on, but if you just need money right now, then you will save an extra whatever it is, hundred grand or something. So, yeah, depends on what your requirements are. I suppose.
0: Uh, Ryan Burgess uh, still has Drinkwater in his back three. Um, it's a problem I'll be needing to fix this week as well. Who do I trade out for? I can trade out with someone like Corey Pakes, Drone Luai or Josh Kerr um, to downgrade and then upgrade Drinkwater, but cannot afford Teddy and already has Ponga and Pappenhausen, possibly looking at two of us a check.
1: Yeah. Ideally here, I, I would be planning to have Tedesco in your back three by the end of the season. So, yeah. um, who's you got? Yeah, Pappenau is on Ponga. I'm, I'm in the same boat, and I'll get Tedesco at some point. So yeah, if you can't do it yet, do it later. I think you're better off trying to free up money over the next few weeks and getting Tedesco in. If you've got uh, RTS and if you're still getting 40 points a game or something by the end of the year, and you come up against someone who has Tedesco who goes big, you're just going to be um, wiped out. So, yeah, if you can find a way to get Tedesco, even if it's not this week, then then do it
0: without looking at the, um, or knowing what the rest of his team is, you could potentially move someone like Zach Lomax or Bradman Best from center to wing fullback, to bring in a Tommy Talau or even a Tessie New to free up some cash now, to then hopefully um, jump to Tedesco later. Um, Yep. A question from Rage Trader about Corey Horsborough and from Callum Smith about Hudson Young. I think we probably covered off on everything we can say about those two guys. Um, NRL Fantasy writes in, thoughts on Dylan Brown as an option uh, now that Mitch Moses is out and might pick up some kick meters. He's kind of made all his money.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he will score well in the next two to three weeks, but that's not a long enough time frame to base any trades on. If he goes back to what he's doing now, he's been scoring well. He's a bit like Kurt Mann, that kind of tier below the, the real guns in the halves. So, um, yeah, I'd avoid personally. And, and as you said, he's, he's already made a lot of money. So, mm. yeah, not really keep a raw cash cow.
0: Moses only out for two to three. So you're buying him based on what he has been doing and will continue to do rather than what he might do oh. in the next two weeks. Yep, Exactly. Um, Dylan1850 wants to know who are the best cash outs under 300k this week. Um, there's not a lot going on. Tommy Talao even over 300 now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Is it New? Is, is there anyone else? It would
0: pre- I mean, not that New is a, a compelling purchase, but it, as someone He's who is playing, playing is and is cheap. And it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Not every week throws up a lot of uh, good cash cows, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's about all we got for you this week, I think. Um, Captain Jack can probably only get one of Teddy or Ponga, which should he go for? If he can get one, I would mm. always go Teddy.
1: Yeah, Teddy's been the best of the best for years. Ponga's improved a lot. Um, kicks goals, the new rules have helped him a bit. Um, mm. Yeah, Tedesco's probably still ahead, and he plays in the best team, so he could always pop out 100. So, yeah, Tedesco just ahead.
0: Both pretty good at finding uh, points from various sources, though. Um, but yeah, Teddy, for me, Eugene Tan uh, writes in: Is Tyrone Roberts going to come back uh, and p- potentially take Jamal Fogarty's spot?
1: I mean, Is it a key maybe, maybe probably. Prob- yeah, I mean, they did just they just beat the Broncos, the Titans. I think they probably
0: like, Fogarty's the going well, for, right?
1: Yeah, so. I don't think that, that was a concern for me earlier and That's what the reason I didn't get him because I didn't know what his job security was going to be like. But so far, so good for Fogarty, <laughs> which is to say, I'm not sure if he's a buy, if this is why he's asking. Um,
0: yeah, you might have missed the boat on Fogarty if you don't yeah, have it. He's still ready. got
1: money to make, but he's not cheap. So, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've got him, write it out if you don't wait for the next good cash cow, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Roberts is close to a return though, I believe, so we might know sooner rather than later what his impact is going to be. Michelle Costas is looking to buy one of Vitala Mariner, Nat Butcher and Hudson Young. Of those three, Hudson?
1: It's probably Hudson. It's weird. I've been waiting for Nat Butcher to be a fantasy gun for a while, but I'm not sure if it's necessarily going to happen at at this Roosters team that has a lot of depth in the forwards and is skittling teams every week, whereas Hudson Young, who's a bit of a wild card, at least has a good, solid role and can make some good money in the next two months.
0: Uh, Hone or Hone, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Is Flanagan the real deal in the halves to pair with uh, Mitch Moses through the rest of the season, um, or is Cleary an absolute must-have?
1: I mean, I, I think Cleary's pretty as close to a must-have in the halves as you can get. This year, there might not be as many must-haves as usual because teams aren't going to be absolutely star-studded because trades are uh, light on despite the bonus two this week. Um, but, yeah, you know, Flanagan still seems a little bit of a gamble to us, but we said that about Mitch Moses last year and he you know, established himself as a keeper. So, this could be the year he does it. Uh, Clear is certainly safer, but he costs a lot more.
0: Yeah, true. And I mean, just with how many problems everyone's got, you don't—you're probably not going to get all the best players in all of the positions. Missed so if, you can have, you know, Flanagan and Moses for the run home, and that sort of allows you to build somewhere else. And that means you miss out on Cleary, that's potentially the the best overall balance for uh, for your team. Um, Ty Breezy with an interesting question: Reese Robson, three straight eighty-minute games. Um, Averaging, he's, he's got 61, 54, and 60, so better part of 60 points a game in those three. Um, yeah. uh, worth a look? Yeah, look,
1: if he wasn't a hooker, I would have been all over <laughs> Reese Robson. But this year, especially when you really want um, depth in as many positions as possible in your reserves uh, when these guys get injured, so you can still have a full 17, like I just had a full 17 last round, but a lot of teams didn't. It's kind of hard to justify getting another hooker into your squad. I've got three at the moment, I think, and some people have got four. And Mm. um, yeah, so if your depth's good and you're not being smashed by injuries, then yeah, everything else for Robson looks great. You know, his his price is cheap. It's it's been rising pretty quickly now, but Mm. it scores rock solid. He's also not going to be one of the real top hookers, you know, the high 60s scorers, your Smith, Cook, Grant. there's a McKinnis who's scoring more than that. So. He's not one of the elite guys, but he's going to make money and give you good scores.
0: Good points. Um, Yorgs, uh, should he hold? Mitch Moses currently has Cleary and Jerome Luai. Is Coruscant to Cook two sideways Um, also has Harry Grant? Everyone else in his league seems to be running the Grant and Coruscant combo. Uh, Yeah, so uh, hold Moses, I, I
1: think, yes, if you can. Ideally you've got someone better than the to partner clear in the halves but yeah you know, it's only for a few weeks
0: get away with it short term yeah but not yeah. not for the long term
1: yeah uh how to cook is two so ways don't make that
0: trade mm, we I haven't agree. got that many trades um yeah crosshead has a keeper just keep him it's if he keeps doing what he's doing don't don't need to sell him i mean might get a couple more points out of cook but that's yeah it's a waste of a trade uh in yep. my view um And that brings us, I think, to the end of the questions, unless you can see one that I've missed. Um, Good stuff. We're right on the end of the podcast limit, I think, anyway. So a lot to get through. Um, Thanks to our new sponsor, Harvey Norman, and uh, enjoy your extra two trades this week, everyone. I know I will be enjoying those (laughs) trades. Thank you again, uh, Dom, for your time. We'll be back at this time next week to talk about small team lists.